Welcome to the Powered by Impact podcast, raising the profile of social impact and empowering business owners and consumers to use their powers for good. Christine Langdon is co-founder and chief of good at the Good Registry. They are putting the heart back into giving by simplifying giving, supporting good causes and reducing waste. I stumbled upon Christine and her organization on LinkedIn, drawn in by her authentic approach to living a life on purpose and ultimately using her powers for good. I encourage you to check out the Good Registry online and ask yourself how you can support and get behind this epic opportunity to purchase with purpose, give back and empower others to make a difference as well. Christine is a goldmine when it comes to social impact. On top of founding and leading the Good Registry, Christine continues to do strategic communications consulting for causes that really resonates with her. She has an epic history and career in social impact. And so this is a two-part conversation. Part one covers Christine's career journey, the creation of the Good Registry and their mission, and a chat about social impact and what it means to her and where businesses and consumers can start on their journey. Part two is a shorter episode that is more of a deep dive into communicating social impact as a business owner. It's more of an educational and informative episode. For now, let's kick into part one with Christine Langdon. Before we do, a big thank you to Go Generosity for making this episode possible. Check them out at gogenerosity.com. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for being on the Power by Impact podcast. Kia ora. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really privileged to be invited on today. Oh, thank you. Well, I like to kick off the conversation with some quick fire questions just to help get to know you. So first things first, I love this one. What is your coffee order? It's a green tea. <laughs> yeah, no I've never coffee. liked I've never liked coffee. Good on you. Stand strong. That's good. What fills your tank and what do you enjoy sort of doing in your spare time? Currently it is cold sea swims. I'm doing a 10 minute dip in the sea in Wellington every day. It's still reasonably cold down here. What's of one book that you recommend people should read? One of my favorites is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, it's fabulous. There's so much wisdom in there for a good life. When are you most productive? And yeah, you're a morning or night person? Definitely mornings. I sleep at night. What is a piece of advice that you've been given that's just really stuck with you? Done is better than perfect. Mm. I keep coming back to that one all the time. I love And that. I keep giving it to others as well. I think when other people ask me for what have I learned from setting up a social enterprise, it's usually that one. Yeah, it can be so easy to get stuck in that sort of realm of perfectionism, but done is better than perfect. Love it. And what was your first ever job? Delivering pamphlets uh, when I was at high school. Uh, although, to be honest, I think that was probably my father's job. Um, he would end up doing it for me half the time. Uh, my first real job was also in the media, um, working as a journalist at the Wider Upper Times Age. Awesome. It's cool. And it flows really nicely to the sort of first key question, which is what has your career looked like to date and led, you know, to the creation of the Good Registry? Yeah, uh, well, it did start out in uh, um, delivering pamphlets uh, and then a little bit of retail work. And uh, then I studied as a journalist when I was 17. Uh, back then, it was just a, just a six-month course. Uh, and then straight out of my journalism course at 18 years of age, I was working at the Wider Upper Times Age. Wow. Um, and worked on newspapers around New Zealand for a good 10 years or so, uh, did my overseas experience, uh, came back and worked at the Dominion, which then became the Dominion Post, did political reporting there, and then I went into the newsroom as a deputy chief reporter and decided that I didn't um, want to keep 
going into newsroom management you know once you start moving away from the front line um fun it it's it wasn't for me what I wanted to be in journalism for anymore but then I also kind of didn't want to go back to what I'd already done so at that time I made the shift into doing communications and uh gravitated uh straight away to doing communications that had a social benefit um I worked at the, what it was called at the time was Child, Youth and Family, um, which is now Oranga Tamariki. And uh, then I worked at the New Zealand Red Cross. And then I went into a communications consultancy called Senate SHJ. And I was drawn to that because one of the founders, Tracy Bridges, was an absolute specialist. She was New Zealand's top expert in behaviour change um, for positive impact communications, um, social marketing. And I wanted to work with her and the kinds of projects that she was working on. Um, continued uh, there for about seven years and uh, then decided it was time to go out on my own. Did some communications consulting on my own. And then I ended up at Z Energy, uh, which is kind of a... Um, unpredictable place to go for somebody who uh, cares as much as I do about social impact and sustainability to go to a company that sells fossil fuels. But the difference with uh, Z Energy was I knew that it had such a strong commitment to developing its people. And I also knew that it had a strong commitment to sustainability and to social good. So I went in there as a communications consultant, uh, filling maternity cover for someone. And then I got, during that time, the opportunity to lead the development of their community program. Mm. And uh, at the end of that piece of work, they needed a community manager. So I took the opportunity that was offered to me to take on that job. Um, and that was when I really got to work for the first time in work that was purely about how do we use a business's resources to uh, best serve our communities. Did that for a couple of years, loved it, felt like I was working at the best Kiwi company I could work at and at the best role that I could be doing in that company and then reached a point where I was like, yeah, but I want to do something else. So what does that something else look like? I'm just going to have to go and create it myself. So I quit without a plan and uh, just a few months later, the idea for the Good Registry was born and then the Good Registry itself was, was born the same year within just a few months. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm at now, as well as doing some communications consulting, um, which pays the bills. The Good Registry doesn't pay the bills. Wow. Bold steps, um, all with a theme, though, right, of wanting to sort of communicate uh, social impact and have a sense of purpose in your work, it feels. Yeah, definitely. It's all about wanting to um, use what I have to offer to the world, my time, my skills to do something that has a positive social and environmental benefit. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do anything else with my time and skills. Yeah, same page. So, so cool. One thing I sort of like saying, do you call it a byline? I don't know, but um, at, at Power Impact, through the communications I try to do is, you know, use your powers for good. And I feel like you're definitely a real leader in that space of using your powers, you know, your influence and your, and your skill sets um, for the greater good, which is, you know, a key reason why I was so keen to chat to you. <laughs> so it's cool. Thank you. I love that byline. And it's one of the ones that we come back to a lot for the Good Registry too. It's about using your spending powers for good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so yes, we've been talking about the Good Registry, which is life right now as we know it um, for you. What is the Good Registry and what's the mission and the vision behind it? The Good Registry is, um, it's a community or a movement as well as a website. And it simply has 65 charity partners that people can choose to give to instead of giving or receiving unnecessary or unwanted gifts. 
So people can use our gift registries or our gift cards or our charity polls to nominate charities that they would like money to go to um, instead of receiving a secret Santa or a corporate gift or a whole lot of gifts at a children's birthday party um, or wedding gifts that a couple probably doesn't need after um, already setting up a home together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So people can jump on the website they can create their own registry or give to a registry and uh, give gift cards or redeem gift cards. Is that how it works? Sort of those two options? Yeah. So we have we actually have three ways to give, um, but the two options that you've just described are the two main ways. And the third way is just a little bit more hidden um, and I can explain why. So yeah, first option is I'm having a birthday or I'm having a wedding and I really don't want people to give me stuff and I would much rather that money go to a cause that I care about instead. And, you know, you could say to your friends and family, please don't give me gifts, but they're probably going to anyway. So if you set up a registry with the good registry, then you can clearly signal that this is what you would rather and you've given people a really easy way and a visible way to do it. Um, So they can come to your registry they can see the charity that you've chosen in a sentence or two from you about why and then they can decide how much they would like to give to the charity that they've chosen and they can leave you a comment and you know a birthday message or a wedding message and uh, everyone who gives can collectively see how much has been raised so far so there's that nice collective effort around the fundraising for the charity that you've chosen for your birthday or your wedding or whatever event it might be the second main way um, that you touched on is the gift cards and um that's a really simple way, especially for, for businesses um, to give all of their staff or all of their clients a mechanism that they can donate to causes that they care about. Mm. Um, so instead of a business saying, sending all of their clients a, a beach towel for Christmas, which, you know, maybe maybe 50% of the clients would love and use a branded beach towel. And possibly there might be another 50% that might put it in the back of the cupboard and, and never use it. Or you know, maybe it might go to the SPCA for the dogs, which, you know, might not be a bad thing either. They can uh, give each of their clients a good gift card from the good registry and the clients get to choose which charities they want to support. So it could still be the SPCA, but it could also be giving to the well-being of children or the well-being of women or the environment. Um, And actually every gift through the good registry is a gift to the environment uh, in a way because you've replaced a gift that um, may have been uh, manufactured offshore and had environmental impacts right from the resources, um, harvesting of resources through to the manufacturing and production and the shipping and the packaging and then the gift wrapping. So uh, it's about giving people the choice to um, go, okay, you were going to spend $50 on me and instead you're giving me that $50 to choose which charities I'd like to go, I'd like to support and giving them a mechanism really simply to go to our website and choose from 65 really, really good causes uh, to, to receive the money that's on on there. I did say there's a third way, um, and yes. that's a way that we've specifically set up for businesses. Um, it's less visible. You don't see it on the homepage of the website. Um, but businesses that just want to spend a little bit less per person or um, give kind of a much bigger group of people the opportunity to decide where their donation funds will go can set up a poll on our website or we can set up a poll for them and they can choose a handful of our charity partners and then send a link to the poll to all of their customers or all of their staff and let them all vote on how that money gets divided between lots of different charity partners. And the reason that you don't see that on um, our website is because we 
only want the, the people that the company that set up the poll um, wants to vote to have the opportunity to vote. So it's just hidden in the background for their clients or staff. Oh, wow. Yeah, three incredible ways. And I love that it simplifies giving, it helps good causes, and it reduces waste. Three major keys that you've unlocked with the Good Registry. Yeah, you've got it in a nutshell. That's our three main reasons for being. I love what you did there. I've heard you say before, you know, if corporates are a bit unsure if this is something they want to do, try in small doses, you know, um, give a gift card worth X amount and something small, um, you know, like, or give the option to your staff, would you like this or would you like the standard Christmas gift this year? I think that's a really nice way to get people sort of slowly, you know, used to the idea and hooked on the idea. Yeah, we have um, a few clients, um, customer, business customers that have used the Good Registry this year in that way by giving people a $10 good gift card from the Good Registry along with something um, lovely locally made, an artisan food product or a, a locally made soap, um, for example. Um, so two sustainable and thoughtful things um, put put together that give back mm. um, and yeah we've also had quite a number that uh, have given their staff the choice before giving them the gift card hey would you like a Prezi card or this thing that we've bought for you or would you like the opportunity to gift through the good registry and what makes me really happy is the number of people that do choose the um, option to, to give that money to charities that they care about instead of taking something for themselves. And Christmas is such a nice time of the year for people to have the opportunity to do that. But then we also have um, a lot of businesses that dip their toe in the water throughout the year. So might not necessarily replace their Christmas, um, what they might have done in the past for Christmas, but give everybody on their team a good gift card for their birthday or every new starter a good gift card to say this is the kind of company that you're coming to work at. It's a company that cares. Yeah, great. Love that. Yeah, really practical ideas for business owners listening to um, that they can implement from the get-go, which is what this is all about. I would love to know, Christine, what does a day in the life of you look like? <laughs> ah, so I look after myself. Um, so my day starts with the things that I need to keep myself um, powered up. Generally, that'll be some yoga and meditation uh, and a run and, as I said at the moment, a dip in the sea. Um, so I'll do all of that. And that's why I said I'm a morning person too. Um, I'll do all of that before I get online in the morning. And then um, a lot of my day is, is the promotion of the Good Registry. We operate on an absolute shoestring. So I'm as active as I can be on social media and um, starting to increase our use of things like MailChimp newsletters and stuff like that. Just to keep reminding people that we are here and that we would love them to come and give through the Good Registry and to celebrate uh, the stories of people who are giving through the Good Registry and, and use um, those beautiful stories to inspire others to give with us. So a lot of it is doing the communicating, which is where uh, my communications background has come in incredibly uh, handy. Uh, it's liaising with our charities, it's liaising with businesses, so particularly at the moment, um, a good chunk of my day today has been, and this is such a lovely thing to be doing, um, hearing from businesses that are saying, oh, we still need to organise our Christmas gifts, how do, how do we do it through the Good Registry, so um, helping them get their Christmas gifting and giving sorted. 
there, yeah, there's no average day, but that's a flavor of it. It's it's interesting. Businesses are still um, sorting out their Christmas giving because it's been that kind of year where everything's been left to the last minute. But also, um, people for their gifts for their families, um, yeah. right up until Christmas Day, they can come to the good registry and just get one little good gift card for all of the nieces and nephews or um, the children or the, the auntie who's had to buy for. So um, we are just as good a place to come for those family and friends gifts as for corporate gifts too. Yeah, it's very empowering, like I said before, because, you know, you have so many charity partners, about 65 is it, or even more than that maybe. And uh, that's really it's, it's an empowering feeling for that person then to be able to choose something that aligns with them and their values and what they care about most. So I love that. Absolutely. And that's the thing that, you know, like businesses that use us keep on saying they love is that they get so much feedback from the people that they give our gift cards to because those people want to come back and tell them which charities they chose and why. And that um, creates some nice connections and uh, everybody gets to feel good because everybody actually got to be part of that decision so that's one way that we've set out to be slightly different from some of the other ways that you can gift for good causes at Christmas there are a few options out there where you could tell someone that you have um, sponsored a goat or a child um, or, or something along those lines for them but it was so important to us that the person who would normally have received the gift actually got to have the joy of choosing which kinds of charities they would like to support and also that it doesn't have to go just to one charity if you have a $50 gift card from the Good Registry, for example, you can split that between 10 different charities. Um, and people often do. And I love seeing that as well. I, I feel like people are in the lolly shop just going, oh, I'll have $5 of that and $5 of that. Um, and it's really, really nice to see that people get that joy of supporting lots of different causes. And they also get to find out about mm. charities that they might not have heard of um, before. And we've been um, really conscious in choosing our charity partners that part of what we offer to, to some of them is the opportunity for a bit of bit of profile that they otherwise wouldn't get. Um, and they and quite often we hear stories that um, people have found out about charities that they would like to volunteer for or oh, wow. that that offer services that they would personally like to use. So there are those awesome side benefits too. So many benefits and dynamics that yeah, I hadn't thought of actually. I'd love to know uh, what's been your biggest learning in the journey so far, something that you maybe would have given yourself a bit of heads up about right at the start. <laughs> I've learned so much. Uh, this is such a hard one. Um, everyone said to me um, not to build anything too fancy to start with, um, that we would if we spent too much money on technology for our uh, minimum viable product to launch with, we would live to regret that. And uh, we definitely spent too much on our product to launch with. And I also don't regret it. We, we figured out so quickly that what we built was wrong. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, we, I just don't think we would have figured that out if yeah. we had sat around um, for another year trying to um to work out what what the product was that that we should build and um and doing all of the kind of you know audience research and all of the stuff that we know is a really um, important thing to do before you launch the best audience research that we got was launching a product and then having people go oh we don't want this we want that and then being able to pivot um a well-used word these days but we really did shift very quickly from um 
a platform that was about gift registries to a platform that is um, much more focused on the gift cards. Fail fast, learn fast, learn while you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. do, learn, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. What's your favourite part of the good registry? Something that just makes it all worth it. I just love seeing the giving. I love yeah. seeing our impact. Um, yeah, I get so much joy from the impact uh, at, a, at a big level when you talk about the big numbers, although they're never as big as I'd like them to be, but they are, they are awesome and they are exciting. But more than that, I get um, so delighted by the impact on a smaller scale level. So I love it when I see children using the good registry for their birthdays and hearing some of the stories from those children who they recognize that they actually have a role as kaitiaki and that by choosing donations instead of gifts is a way that they can um, breathe life into that role Um, and uh, they they recognize that they maybe have enough toys and maybe that there are other children who don't have enough toys and they could support a charity that you know, gives children that don't have what they have the things that they need to um, to have a better life. So those sorts of stories make me so happy, um, just on so many levels, because we've given a child at a really young age the opportunity to understand what giving is all about and um, to feel the benefits in their heart about how good it feels to, to give. And um, we've also just, you know, raised the money for the charity uh, and we've also replaced a whole lot of, you know, it might not, not it might not be a mini gifts. It might be five or six gifts from the children who were coming to the the children's birthday party. But in all likelihood, they were going to be gifts that were going to be broken in, um, in a week or two, or um, or may not ever be used, or were going to be more um, junk for the family to trip over. <laughs> So true. That's so special and cool that it's the next generation rising up and, you know, being being leaders as well in the space, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much hope in that, isn't there? Yeah, there is so much hope. From that, any any standout moments or stories from the Good Registry? I'm sure you hear back some pretty cool things from businesses or charities. One of the standouts for me is probably one of the businesses that has been the most loyal to us and um, the biggest uh, advocate for um, giving through the Good Registry, which has been the Cooperative Bank. They were actually, I I talked about that pivot that we realized that we needed to make very early on. And they were actually one of the um, reasons that we realized very quickly we needed to make that pivot because we, uh, We launched in November 2017 and we launched just with gift registries because we were so focused on, oh, what we want is the person that would have received the gifts to be the one that's saying, I I would rather have this than gifts. We didn't want to force anything on them. So we thought that the registry model was the right model for that. Um, And then David Cunningham, the chief executive of the Cooperative Bank at the time, uh, came to meet with me. It was actually to um, have a conversation around how we'd done community at Z Energy because he was doing work at Cooperative Bank at that stage around their um, their community uh, programme. And as a result of that conversation, he wanted his Cooperative Bank team to be able to give through the Good Registry that Christmas. And we were like, oh, actually what we've built 
isn't doesn't really work for that but he set up a registry with us anyway and all of their executive team donated to that registry instead of doing a secret santa that year so they just found a way to make it work and then um we found a way uh the following year to make it work for them and for businesses like them which was giving them the gift cards and that retained the choice for the recipient because they got to choose which charities the money was going to even though they hadn't been able to um say hey we don't want gifts we want this instead um they did at least the gift that they were receiving still gave them the opportunity to choose. So I I love that they found a way to make it work from that first year. And then um, they've come back every single year to use our good gift cards. And uh, they don't, you know, like it's not, oh yeah, we've, we've done it. So we don't need to do it again. It's we do it and we love it. And we get so much positive feedback from staff and staff say that they're proud to work at the bank and they love, they can support causes that they care about at that time of the year. And it really cements for them what it is to work at the cooperative bank. And, you know, that whole story just makes my heart so happy. Yeah, so cool. They backed you from the start, right? When something's not picture perfect and sometimes a big organization like that could go, no, we're not partnering with you until you, you know, work your system so you're right for us. Um, they decided mm. to back you from the beginning and because of that, you grew and adapted so much faster. Great story. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we're still imperfect in lots of ways. I'd still love to be able to do, um, to, you know, I've got a long wish list of things that we could improve. Uh, and I'm so grateful to everyone that that gives through us at the moment and for the stories that we hear back that um, apparently they don't seem to notice how imperfect we are it's just me that can see all the opportunities that we're not offering yet I recently recorded a podcast with Rowan and Aidan from Go Generosity. I am so inspired by their scalable impact, making generosity easy for consumers, businesses and charities so they can make a difference to those that need it most. So how does it work? You pay it forward at your favourite local business so they can turn your generosity into tangible products and services for people in need. If you're a business owner, it's a great way to implement social impact into your operations. So thanks to the team at Go Generosity for making this podcast possible. Go check them out at gogenerosity.com and listen to our episode with Rowan and Aiden to learn more about them. I would love to do a bit of a deep dive into social impact. You have, uh, yeah, like we talked about right at the start, a real career in communicating social impact and just social impact in general. What does what does it mean to you? What does social impact mean to you? The first thing I would say in answer to this question is a thing that I've heard the wonderful Jane Goodall say many, many times, which is that we all have an impact every single day and it's up to us whether that's a, um, a positive impact or not. Mm. And and so positive, so social impact is a choice uh, to make sure that the impact that we have uh, through all of our actions and our words uh, is, a, is a positive one. So it doesn't have to be big things uh, like starting a social enterprise. It can be small things like offering support to, to someone. It can be a kind word. You know, for me, some of the ways that I have a social impact is through the internships that we offer and the support and opportunities that we provide to the interns that uh, come to the Good Registry. So they offer us amazing access to talent for the short time that they're with us. Uh, but I also feel like uh, some of the impact that uh, we have had through the last four years since we launched has been through the opportunities that we have given to them. So yeah, it's just about making the world 
better in any way that feels right for you. Yeah, I like that. You've got the choice. Yeah, every person has a choice when they wake up every day, how they're going to impact the people and communities around them. It's a great way yeah. to sum up. I like to get a little bit practical in um, the power impact conversations just around social impact, sort of hoping those business owners or those with side hustles or uh, any anything can sort of latch on to some tips and tricks on setting up um, social enterprises and organisations. Is there a certain business model that you have or um, any sort of tips or tricks you have around sort of setting up something with social impact? For us, uh, we went for a social enterprise business model. One thing that New Zealand lacks is a, a specific or a helpful structure or framework for social enterprises in New Zealand. We took a lot of advice before we launched in that small kind of like three month run that we had from having the idea until launching we right. took a lot of advice from the Arkina Foundation which is incredible uh, support for impact businesses and we were also really blessed to have uh, some advice from uh, Deloitte who uh, helped us come up with the right structure for the good registry so our, our social enterprise structure consists of a trust and a limited liability company Mm -hmm. which often social enterprises do, but again, there's no kind of firm model for social enterprises. And our trust and our company are um, side by side, neither owns the other. And the company does all of the operational day-to-day stuff and the trust handles all of the money so when uh when you buy a gift card or when you donate to somebody's registry that money goes straight into our trust right. and then the trust once the registry is closed or the person has redeemed their gift card and told us which charity they want the money to go to our trust will then pass on donations to our charity partners mm, good setup separating the finances along with the operations uh yeah, yeah. Interesting. And funny you say that, uh, yeah, New Zealand lacks some sort of structure where you combine sort of the social good and business sort of element. There's been a few guests that have actually mentioned that and that it was a little bit of a pain point at the start going, oh, what do we do? What's the right model going forward? Yeah, it would it would help a lot if there was a perfect model. I don't know if it's like I said, done's better than perfect. So um, you know, here we all are. We've we've found our way through. Right but um I think if there was a, a good model of this is what a social enterprise looks like in New Zealand, it would give us a really helpful starting place when we're setting up social impact businesses or social enterprises. Mm, it's interesting. It's definitely an opportunity there. Um, yeah. I'd yeah, I'd love to know, how do you choose your charity partners? So you've got about 65. Do you go through a process there? Have you gone with some key ones, some specific ones to you and your team? would love to know if there was any specific thinking around that. Yeah. Uh, the reason that we uh, have kept it to about 65 is because we want that lolly shop model that we talked about before, where you can go to the one page with your good gift card and see all of the charities that you could support on there and go, oh, I'll have a bit of that and a bit of that, or I, I'll just give it all to that one. So 65, we can get them all neatly on one page and it looks visually appealing but also um, beyond that 65 is a number that's manageable for us um, we're we're a small pro bono team um, and I want to be able to manage the relationships with our charity partners meaningfully I don't want to be too stretched and we also know that the charity um, partners will 
the better partners, I guess, if we've got a, um, a smaller group of partners who can all see the benefit of um, everybody putting some energy in to get some value um, back out. Mm-hmm. So um, if yeah, if we if we were trying to spread the money between hundreds of charity partners, they wouldn't all be getting very much and and nobody would really be too interested in promoting the good registry. The mm-hmm. other part of that is if if we were just to open the door to the thousands and thousands of charities in New Zealand that that would like to be on it and we do have a very long waiting list um (laughs) then people would need to uh already know which charity they wanted to support when they came to the website and somehow we'd just need to have sort of a search thing where you type in the name of the charity and try to find it and that would get away from that lovely experience that we've got at the moment where people can see all of the charities on one page and and learn about charities they might not have heard of before and that number of 65 gives us enough breadth to make sure that we've got things that reflect uh, what's important to our givers and what's important to Aotearoa in New Zealand. We're always happy to hear from people as well if they feel like there's a, a gap in, yeah. um, in, in how our charities reflect what's important to, to New Zealanders. Um, we're very happy to, to hear that kind of feedback and we do review our charity partners each year and we try to find a place or two to uh, address issues that come up in terms of things that we're not covering off very well so we've done that with adding um, refugee charities and and more Maori and Pacifica charities at one point we uh, added more um, environmental charities because we knew that that was such an important thing to people who were giving through the good registry and we we only had one or two so Mm. each year we're looking for specific things to address specific gaps that we can see. Mm, nice to canvas the community too and ask, you know, what mm. do you care about and uh, what's of interest to you? Any insight or advice for business owners trying to integrate social impact into their business? Where's a good place to start? So in this case, it's a little different. They may have a business that's already running, but they're like, I would like to you know, have a bit of impact in what we do through our operations. Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think to answer that question, I draw on my experience at Z Energy rather than my experience with the Good Registry. So at Z Energy, I was on the team or, or led the team with the chief executive uh, to design Z's community strategy. And the starting point was where as a business do we have an impact anyway? Yeah, what, 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 what impacts do we have on the community? And therefore, that's where we should be playing to make a positive impact. So what we often see businesses might do is uh, think of what might look good. You know, ah, oh, this charity is a popular charity. We'll give some money to this charity and it will look good and feel good. But what has that got to do with your business and the impact that you have on the world and the distinctive difference that you could make through the um, way that you interact with communities and the skills um, that you have on your team um, and just the mahi that you do day to day. So start where you are, get together a team of passionate people from within your business to identify where it is that the business has the most impact on communities um, and the environment and where from there you could uh, turn any negative impacts that you might be having into positive impacts and then look for partners to do it with so don't try to do everything yourself don't try to start something new but if you want to reduce waste then have a look at what opportunities are out there 
in the world to reduce waste. And, you know, there are some great office recycling programs around, you know, you could start office composting and you could look at using more recycled paper and you could look at your gift giving at Christmas and using something like the Good Registry. So, yeah, start where you are. And you don't have to go big either. I feel like it's probably a little bit intimidating for a lot of businesses. Um, And sometimes it maybe just feels easier to give a little donation to a charity and and tick the we're we're doing social impact box. But you'll get more out of it and the community will get more out of it if you put a little bit of time in to think what's really meaningful for your business and what, um, what, what skills and it doesn't always have to be money either, you know. So what skills, what what value could could you add that's distinctive to you? Oh, that's so, so gold. Thank you so much, Christine. That's lots of wisdom and experience there. And I've done a little bit of work with Zed um, from a day job at the Ice House. And yep. I can really tell that, yeah, they're authentic in their approach to wanting to have social impact. And I'm sure that stemmed down from, from the work you did right at the beginning and, and a great team still leading the charge there. Um, in the sustainability and impact space. Yeah, and it stemmed down from the leadership team as well. That's the really important thing to be clear about is it has to be led from the top as well as ground up. You know, you want to involve your people in the things that matter to them. Um, And that's where, you know, using things like the Good Registries gift cards, rather than you giving money to a charity, let them decide which charities they would like to support. But it's so essential that people at the top of the organization, the chief executive, um, in in Zed's case, Mike Bennett's an exceptionally committed leader when it comes to community and social and sustainability uh, impacts. Um, and, And the whole of the leadership team needs to be standing for this stuff for everyone else in the business to believe it. Um, and to stand for it too and for anybody outside of the business to believe it Mm, yeah it's brilliant so so true it's going to come from the top how do you measure impact so back to the good registry in this case how do you measure the impact for the good registry and any tips for general measuring of impacts you know are there any technology you've come across that's helped you any processes really practical thoughts um, okay, so for us at the Good Registry, we're still on our learner wheels there. It takes quite a bit of resource to measure impact. But again, I'm going to say done's better than perfect. You know, we don't have to try and boil the ocean on this stuff. So start somewhere. And where we have started is um, identifying what impact we want to have in the world. And that's one thing I would say is always start with the outcomes that you want to achieve and measure those. Don't measure the activities that you are taking. So identify the outcomes that you want to measure and then track those. And it can be hard to measure and do your best, start somewhere. So for us, um, in terms of starting somewhere and doing our best, we know that we want more people to experience the joy of giving because once they've experienced that, then they might become lifelong givers. Um, So we measure how many people have had the opportunity to give through the good registry. We know that we want to replace uh, consumer gifts. 
So we measure the number of gifts that have been uh, given through the good registry. And the reason we want to replace consumer gifts is we want a mindset shift around consumerism and um, consumerism being at the heart of celebrations. Um, And we also want to reduce all of the waste that is associated with gift giving and the carbon emissions. So we've also had a stab at measuring our um, impact on reducing carbon emissions. Really, really hard to do with uh, gift giving when we don't know what the gift was that you would have bought and therefore how much carbon would have been associated with the production, manufacture, shipping, etc. of that gift. But we took a stab. Um, We got some advice from the awesome guys at Carbon Click. They helped us to um, go, okay, what would an average book or T-shirt potentially be worth over the lifetime? of um of that in terms of carbon and so we measure um, how much carbon we've saved based on the average gift being a book or a t-shirt which ended up being about the same and then we also obviously measure the amount of money that was passed on to good causes so the charitable good of course there's a whole bunch that we cannot measure because we know that beyond the good registry because of the um, work that we do on social media more people are rethinking how they gift and they might not do it through the good registry but they did buy fewer gifts or they did donate directly to a charity instead of giving through the good registry and more people are rethinking how they consume and maybe buying less and more people are wrapping a gift that they do give in recycled fabric instead of in a gift wrap that can't be recycled and um, that you know they could have saved the production of so there's a whole lot of other benefits that we know we are causing and we have not got any idea how to measure but we've started we measure it um, monthly in our monthly reports. We have fabulous support, um, pro bono support from Deloitte who look after all of our um, bookkeeping and reporting and impact reporting and they provide us a dashboard every month. And uh, next year we need to try and we need, we will do our first impact report next year. And I love what you said. You've just got to start. What does the future look like for the Good Registry? I'd love everyone in New Zealand to have heard of the Good Registry and to have used the Good Registry at least once. Amazing. Uh, You know, I think at this stage we are doing incredibly well. We've raised $700,000 plus for good. And, you know, that's come from replacing thousands of gifts and giving thousands of people the opportunity to donate to causes that they care about. And I think we are so far up the iceberg in terms of um, what's still below that people just have never heard of the good registry before because we don't spend big money on... we don't spend money we've got some pro bono support around uh, marketing which has been incredible but but otherwise it's been very hard for us to get the word out and the way that we're going to get the word out is by people using us and if somebody's been invited to give to somebody's birthday or wedding registry they've now had the opportunity to hear of and experience the good registry and the same goes for our gift cards so we're just relying on that snowball um, over the next year or two to keep on growing so that everybody knows that the good registry is there as a really good option to use. And I think you and I were talking beforehand about how if every New Zealander 
there's five million of us roughly I think was yeah. to give a ten dollar gift through the good registry one secret center for everyone this Christmas we'd yeah. be at 50 million dollars of good and okay you know we're at seven hundred thousand dollars so far after four years which is fantastic and there's so much to be proud of in that but it really is the tiniest tip of the iceberg in terms of the potential yeah which means there is so much opportunity and ability to to scale as more people uh, learn about it have great experiences and keep using the good registry so obviously heading to your website which will make sure we you know promote and and put in um, the copy of this uh, podcast is there any other way uh, people can support maybe singing the good registry from the rooftops <laughs> uh, just you know please use us because every time you give somebody the opportunity to give through the good registry you've started to help us grow that snowball uh follow us on social media that really helps because then you can interact with our posts and share our posts but yeah if everyone could just use the good registry just once and see how good it feels then uh that's a massive thing and the only other thing i'd say is if there's somebody sitting out there with a pot of gold um who would like to help us to do all of those things on our technology wish list uh in our marketing wish list to enable us to scale our impact then we'd love to hear from a, a possible sponsor or supporter yeah that's awesome thank you for saying that i love uh, what I've heard and, and, and seen that you guys market it, put the heart back into giving. I think that's so important. Put the heart back into giving and a really important message over Christmas um, as well. That That's what really giving is, is all about, is about the impact in the wider communities around you. So, so appreciate your time and hearing the amazing story of the Good Registry. Thank you. Thank you so much.